Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Yeah, it's good to be back. Another season of the Bills Wire podcast. Nick, I've, I've missed working with you, my man. I've loved covering this team. And if we're back recording in March of 2021, that must mean we're doing something right. Say no more. I mean, it's, it's got, we got to be on to something here, Ryan. Yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. We're back. We're going to be covering free agency a lot over the next couple of weeks. And then in April, we'll start breaking down what the Bills are going to do in the draft. And I think the Bills are such a good team now that they're not really dominating the headlines. The, the talking heads aren't bringing up the Bills all that often. I, I think the biggest news that I could find with the Bills right now was J.J. Watt. They were in on Watt or Watt was interested in the Bills or something. I guess I could get your take on that. But we know Watt is now an Arizona Cardinal and the Bills were in on him. How do you feel about that? Were you were you really hoping that J.J. Watt would come to Buffalo? Was that a guy that you really wanted? I mean, I, I think a lot of people saw it as a fit. Um, you know, Watt was by by all accounts still at least decently productive from uh, the, the Texans' standpoint. I mean, the bar was so low there. But if you um, if you're you know pro football focused guy, which in Buffalo it basically means you're pro football focused person if they say something good about the team, but they're the worst <laughs> worst outlet on yeah, earth did, if they say did not ta- bad. It did not take you long to needle the Bills fans. There you go. Again. Yeah. We're in, we're in mid season form, right? <laughs> we are. Um, <laughs> but um, that's just you know they said that uh, their grades Watt seventh best pass rusher or edge defender. I think they categorize um, that in for pro PFF uh, seventh best player at his position last year, which is good. Uh, the Bills, um, yeah, it, it, it pretty much uh, – the, the start and end of it, I guess, would come down to Mario Addison. The Bills just kind of – oddly enough, he, he led their defensive ends and was in a tie for the team lead with sacks last year, only with five. But, um, yeah, he just wasn't consistent enough. Jerry Hughes was consistently getting in the backfield, but the Bills had, uh, as a team, uh, 38 sacks, which you could say as well that was – pretty much 16th in the NFL last year. That's right in the middle of the league. But, you know, what do average teams not do? They don't win the Super Bowl. So you're trying to get better, right? Right. So that's what the Bills kind of plan was there with J.J. Watt. It seemed to be a good fit. And, um, you know, I actually just put up on Bills Wire right before you called Ryan that uh, he was pretty happy that it was 65 degrees this morning when he woke up in Arizona. So the the Bills didn't have that edge. I've got to tell you, there's (laughs) something about that thing. I'm like – Arizona over Buffalo, huh? And then you, you think, okay, he's been in Houston. That's a domed stadium, and now he's going to Arizona. So maybe he's just he's doing that thing, Nick. He doesn't want to play in the cold weather, which, you know, he's not going to fit with Buffalo anyway if that's, if that's how he thinks. But I guess it makes sense. The main thing that stuck out to me during that playoff loss to the Chiefs, and you can even look at the Super Bowl and that Chiefs loss to the Bucks was pressure. You got to get pressure on the quarterback consistently. That's 
That's what happened to the Bills. The Chiefs were pressuring Josh Allen all day long without really blitzing. The Bucks are doing the same thing to the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. So I think, yes, rushing the passer is a need for the Bills. We can get into that. But I actually question how much of a game changer J.J. Watt is. Like, I look at this contract he got from the Cardinals. Two years, $31 million, $23 million guaranteed. I don't know. I think I'm all set. No, thank you. Yeah, I think what really gets us is probably the guaranteed money, right? That's probably heavier guaranteed money than I think a lot of people thought he'd get. It's almost the whole uh, contract. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's almost the whole contract guaranteed for him, uh, you know. Good for him. You know, I'm not going to knock the guy. I don't know him personally. If that's what he wants to do with his life, go go for it, my man. But it's, uh, I think on paper, you know, it kind of seemed like maybe the Bills were um, probably a better fit, um, you know. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, the Bills can still find some improvements. Uh, you know, maybe AJ Epinesa will improve a little bit. Or and there's still plenty of – this is actually a good offseason line to find some uh, – Find some pass rushers too. I mean, you, you guys got you got guys like Carl Lawson out there. If, if you want to get crazy, Davion Clowney's out there. Um, Trey Hendrickson's another guy in the Saints. I'm I'm literally just firing down the story I wrote the other day in reaction. This is this. what we do. That, this is what we do. Go on. Yeah, just Von Miller could be out there. Yannick Nguakwe could be out there. Melvin Ingram. These are these are names of guys who over the last couple of years have. It plays pretty well at times, so it's 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 kind of a. As far as the Bills are concerned, it's kind of a, a good off season to maybe have this need right now. So, uh, the, the, of course, the other problem is the Bills. Were I'm sure we're going to get. I know we're going to get to Matt Milano at some point here, Ryan. But of course. it's not it's not a great off season. I need a linebacker, so that's a, another problem the Bills have on defense. It's very thin. Matt Milano might honestly be the best linebacker on the market in terms of off-ball linebackers. And I know there's a couple of inside linebackers there that are probably ranked because, you know, they're categorized all together, all together. And, of course, they play different roles. But for the guy who plays his role, he might be the best. And maybe the only free agent out there is the Bills might be looking at the draft for him. But, yeah, the defensive line, the Bills, the Bills I wouldn't get too upset if I was, you know, a, a Bills Mafia member who's, you know, probably complaining about J.J. Watt on, on social media right now because why not? Why not? I don't think Bills fans should be too upset over this. I think Watt is a bigger name than he is a game-changing presence at this point. I mean, he was an Iron Man when he came into the league. He was starting 16 games a year. Since that stretch, Nick, he's gone 3, 5, 16, 8, and 16 in, in terms of games played. And those 16 starts in 2020, I think his numbers were, were down compared to similar years. He only had five sacks. I, don't just, I just don't know if he's that game-changer anymore. And in terms of fit, just to wrap up my thoughts on this, the Bills are a better team than the Cardinals, but I think the Cardinals, for a veteran like Watt, that might be more attractive to him because you got Chandler Jones on the other side, and that takes some heat off of you, and it gives you the opportunity to make more plays. I think if Watt comes to the Bills, there's more pressure on him to be the guy in the pass rush. With the Cardinals, you got some veteran guys in place. You can kind of just be part of the crew. I think at 31 years old, that's where J.J. Watt's at at this point. That's just That's just wrapping up my thoughts on that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fair point, fair point. I mean, Chandler Jones now, I mean, they're saying that they're going to keep him. I mean, they, they got to restructure his contract or something first, I'd say. But um, I was just dig, digging into some uh, numbers. You know, I actually put him on my list because uh, my list of, um, you know, potential guys that the Bills could get in, in spite of J.J. Watt because the Cardinals can save $15 million right now if they cut. Chandler Jones, which in this offseason is a massive number. It, it mass- is. It's a massive number in every offseason. Another thing I noticed, Nick, during this offseason, it's been dominated by quarterback talk, right? Deshaun Watson this, Russell Wilson that. Everyone's in on Matthew Stafford. 
over here in New England. I got to listen to the Patriots possibly going after a Marcus Mariota or Gardner Minshew or a Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I'm actually hoping for Fitzmagic. That you know, that's what I want. You know, that that would probably be the most entertaining. Or, or of course, it is a fun ride. It is a fun ride. That's where the Patriots are at at this point. As Michael Scott and the office would say, oh, how the turntables have turned for the Patriots. Uh, But I I just thought, like, for Bills fans, how's it feel to not be part of those conversations, right? You have your quarterback. You have Josh Allen. You have, you know, a top two, top three quarterback in the league. And you don't have to listen to all this crap about teams freaking out about quarterbacks, about the – I, I saw something about the mayor in New Orleans twirling the umbrella on Twitter trying to convince Russell Wilson to come. She's literally on social media saying, we want you, Russell Wilson, come to us. Uh, it's just great madness out there. But the Bills, they don't have to worry about this thing. They got Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you got to say these people paid their dues here in Western New York having to go through the lights of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick or old friend <laughs> yes. and stuff. Uh, I might get to learn that, uh, you know, that whole experience. We'll see. Yes, yes. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's certainly. I mean, for for me as uh, as the objective writer that I am, you know, me, Mister uh, Mister, can't get too high, can't get too low. Um, you do your best. I do. Um, but uh, my my early off season draft talk. Now, of course, it's still always is about all the quarterbacks, right? And I'm writing stories I never thought I'd write. You know, I got Mel Kiper yelling in in, in my face through the TV that. Uh, you know, Justin Fields is going to be the next Josh Allen. Like how the how the turntables, you know, like how Michael the turn Scott said. Turned. It's, yes, there it is. Yeah, it's like wow, wow. It's like now Josh Allen is the guy where he everyone wants to be him. He's so the guy. He is. Yeah, it's it it, it certainly feels good. Um, now you know it's it's it's. It's still the it's still the NFL though, right, Ryan? I mean, we're still gonna. I've already mentioned the likes of JJ Watt and Chandler Jones and who else that maybe the Bills could hope and pray for. Von Miller. It's always gonna be exciting, but yeah, that that position clearly just magnified itself so much. And uh, you know, there's there's no reason to think that Josh Allen isn't gonna continue on the pace or you know ever regress down to, to to past levels he performed at. He was great last year, and the Bills are, are, are probably set for a long time. I, Brandon Bean recently said that he might get an extension later on this offseason, which is, you know, makes sense. I mean, we have free agency in a couple of weeks, Josh. We got the draft after that, and then we got a couple months of just kind of, you know, sitting on our hands. So we'll uh, we'll get to it then, Brandon Bean said. And that makes sense. So, uh, But it seems like a foregone conclusion that he's not going to go anywhere anyway. So. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, Allen is, a, a, you know, obviously a, a superstar now. He's only 24. He's still on his rookie deal. His base salary for 2021 is uh, 920 grand. Now, he does have a roster bonus, so that's $2.6 million, but I get a kick out of that. Josh Allen's base salary, nine hundred and twenty grand. Yeah, you think an extension's coming, Nick? Yes, it's coming. He's underpaid. Yeah. He's underpaid, and look at Watson and Mahomes and all these, these contracts that have come out you know, over the last year or so. Josh Allen's going to get paid. I saw at least one report that it could be in like the Mahomes territory, like you know, north of $40 million, $45 million a year. That'd be... That'd be wild, but that's where the yeah, Bills are at. Yeah, I think that was maybe uh, Ian Rappaport before one of their playoff games that they were talking maybe extension. I don't uh, that that could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Ian Rappaport that said that. And yeah, it, it, it's gonna you know it's it and it's just it's not even just Allen. It's not even just the schedule that's ahead for the off season, right? I mean, it's with the salary cap and and COVID causing it to go down uh, for novice NFL people. The salary cap goes up literally every single year because the NFL is like cash cow <laughs> like it's the most popular 
um, sport in our country. So Absolutely. the salary cap goes up every single year, and this year it's going way down because there weren't many fans in the seats. So Allen might have to wait. And you can envision Allen being the type of guy that you know works with the Bills on that and being understanding that you know we can't give you a billion dollars up front because we don't have any salary cap space to keep you know the linebacker, let alone to sign the quarterback. He knows it's coming. He knows it's yeah. coming. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's this year or in the offseason after 2021, it's coming. Yeah, so much to get to on this show. Nick mapped out some cap casualties around the league that could work in Buffalo's favor. And there was one name that literally got me all hot and bothered thinking about <laughs> this guy on the Bills. We'll talk about that coming up next. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, people in this town and, and, and even across the country that, you know, we know Bill's Mafia extends, uh, you know, well outside of western New York. But, no, I, I've gotten, you know, a lot of letters and, and um, notes or people have reached out, you know, on social media through to my wife or other people here, just um, very appreciative and, and have enjoyed the season. And um, to see the joy in this community and this fan base, uh, it, it makes it all worthwhile. And, and that's what drives you. When, when you, when I lay my head down at night, it's like, man, the passion of, of this city and this team and this organization is unmatched um, anywhere I've ever seen or heard. And I mean, that that's what, and our players love it. Well, Brandon Bean, if you're getting letters and it's not hate mail, then you're doing something well, right? I mean, obviously, yes, the, the fans of Buffalo are very passionate, but Brandon Bean not getting hate mail, Nick. So that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the GM of the team. Good start, good start for the offseason, I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, so that was Brandon Bean on a podcast with Jordan Schultz speaking just there. And one thing Bean said, one position Bean said that he wants to get better production from is the tight end position. And Nick, I was going through your article that you posted on Bill's Wire about these cap casualties that could work in Buffalo's favor. And then I see Zach Ertz's name and I go, oh, you know, I, I did one of those things where, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's one thing that I, th- I think about it for a little while. It's like. The Bills always seem to have that good, not great tight end, right? Like Scott Chandler, Charles Clay, Dawson Knox, guys that are good, but they're not like Travis Kelsey. They're not Rob Gronkowski. They're not the game changer. And just to think of this Bills offense with a game-changing type of tight end to pair with Stephon Diggs, I mean, oh, man, that's that's next level. Ertz is only 30. He was a beast when the Eagles won that Super Bowl a couple years ago. I know he's coming off some injuries. He, he really hasn't been a name the last couple years, but it seems like a divorce with the Eagles is coming down the pike. Brandon Bean wants more from that position. Ertz, oh man, that's a name I love. I love. If, if that happened or something of the like, I'd be all in for that. I would love to see the Bills get a game-changing tight end. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I obviously think that that could work, uh, having written about it. Um, but uh, I think it's, uh, I think it could be a realistic option. But the thing is, um, he is under contract still uh, with the Eagles for next season. Yes, we and, need a divorce. Um, we need a divorce. Come on. Yeah, I think that is what the the him to Buffalo the most likely scenario. I think um, you know I, I I can't envision the Bills trading for him and taking on his current contract, his current cap hits uh, 12 and a half million. 
Um, I just can't see the Bills fitting that. So um, mentioning, uh, you know, you say yourself there, Ryan, that, you know, he's had some injury issues and uh, hasn't really been up to par in the last couple of years. So I think you could get that number a little bit lower there. And then the Bills could certainly be in on that. Um, pretty much you're going to have about uh, just south of $3 million free pretty soon from the tight end position. Lee Smith is a blocking tight end who, to his credit, he caught four passes last year, Ryan, and two of them went for touchdowns. So that's a pretty good conversion right there. Nobody on, earth thought, nobody on earth thought he was going to get the ball on those four plays. So, hey. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's got, he said he's contemplating retiring, so I'm assuming that he's probably going to do that. Dawson Knox is still in his rookie contract. Um, Tyler Cross, he's going to be off the books. Um, he's a free agent. Thinks he's not going to be back. So the Bills do have a need for a tight end. Um, you know, yourself in New England saw for a lot of years there, too, how a, an offense can really use a couple tight ends that are very good. Um, so I, I can envision, yeah, if specifically digging more into it, because I didn't give a ton of details on the, on, on Zach Ertz. Um, I just kind of pegged him as a guy, you know, hey, watch out. You never know. I think it's more along the lines of, like I said, this guy gets released, and if he's on the market, I can see the Bills, you know, definitely inquiring about him. him. I mean, get him. Uh, yeah. Other tight ends. There's a couple of other tight ends out there too. Um, you know, uh, one I didn't even put on the list. I, I did. I had to cut it off at 13. Uh, at some point, I had to publish a story. You know, I kept finding guys that maybe. <laughs> well, well, I'm still chuckling uh, to myself, Nick, that I keep saying because you know I'm, I'm talking to, about your own story. And then I'm like, Nick, what do you think about your own story? <laughs> I'm still chuckling <laughs> yeah. over that thing. I gotta, I gotta stop doing that to you. No, it's, I hope you it's like okay. your own work. Yeah, sometimes, not always. Uh, you know, I uh, I get a couple what, people. What do you think about that article, Nick? What is, no, sometimes you know, you don't you, you don't get your full full effort out there. But anyway, yeah, there's there's it, it is kind of similar like we were talking before, Ryan, about how defensive end pass rushers. It's a good offseason for that. It's kind of a good offseason for tight ends too. Uh, Kyle Ruff is another guy who. I didn't really specify this in the article, but he has said to the Vikings that I'm not restructuring my contract. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, so deal with it or cut me. So he could be out the door. Um, And then I didn't even put Kimmy Graham on this list. He's a guy that seems the kind of foregone conclusion is going to be, you know, he's also maybe not a guy who's been great consistently. Sometimes he's never, you know, the last couple of years, he hasn't been that consistent, but the bills haven't had a consistent tight end literally ever in their franchise history. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> no, it's, 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 you know, what are you going to, I would like to see that thing. Like, let's, let's see it. Right. Yeah. You know, those other, yeah, there's, there's other names there, but. And, and David Njoku too. I mean, yeah. He's, yeah. He's another seen, one. He's, he's seemingly another guy who's been, I, I forgot he was on Cleveland still because I just thought he was so far gone from Cleveland already because he just said 10 times that he doesn't want to be on the team. But, you know, I think this is finally it um, for him. So, yeah, options, tight end options for the Bills, Ryan. But Zach Ertz, I think, is probably, you know, top one or two that would spur some excitement into this fan base. Yes, that that name just, uh, there's movement when you start talking about Zach Ertz. I mean, and putting him in that offense, I would love it. And, but you know what? I think aside from something like that, a splash, I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of a, a, a boring draft for the Bills, at least early on. Like th- they could be drafting some fat guys early. And when you're a good team, that's what you do. You start drafting O linemen, right? I mean, they should get Feliciano back, I believe. He's a guy that they should be able to bring back. And then, but you only got three starters on the offensive line or something like that, right? So you're going to have to shore up that O line for sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're they're calling some fat guys' names on on draft day. Yeah, yeah. I don't pretend to be, you know, uh, you know, throughout the season, right? I don't pretend to be an expert on watching the film, you know, because everyone everyone else does that on Twitter, so I don't right. need to do it. Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it, it's uh, well, 
Offensive line, certainly. We have to see how some moving pieces go in free agency. That's the thing. I, I love writing these, you know, Mel Kuyper mock drafts and this and that and the other thing because it's like they're writing mock drafts right now when, like, free agency hasn't even happened. And I'm writing it just, like, telling myself, this is so not even worth it. But you A know, lot's people... going to change by the end of April. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to we're gonna see what happens by the time April comes around. But as of right now, yeah, I mean, you got John Feliciano on the offensive line who insists that he's going to be back with the Bills. But, I mean – uh, I don't know. That was kind of confusing to me. He was on a he made an appearance on a, a local podcast. Um, I want to say it was the Tim Graham podcast, but uh, apologies if that's wrong. Um, he, and he said it, it seems like, you know, I, I'll be back. I don't want to be anywhere else. Well, you know, money also talks. So we'll see. And then Daryl Williams is the other one, uh, the right tackle who. You know, good on him. He was kind of a feel good story. Um, everyone in Carolina, when you know, they got rid of him. Uh, you kind of look up. I, at least I looked up kind of what the feeling was on him on Twitter because everyone in Carolina just couldn't couldn't be happier for that guy to leave. And he had a great season with the Bills. He's in line for a payday. So we're going to see. They got, but the one thing the Bills do love on the offensive line, though, is they love nothing more than Cody Ford, who, to his credit, he's been hurt uh, a lot throughout his first two years in the league. But at the same time, when you're playing left guard, right guard, and right tackle in two seasons, it's like, you know, not – a great sign thing. <laughs> you're being thrown everywhere on there hopefully we're yeah. gonna work so i hope he works out i hope he works out the bills don't want to give up on that guy more than anyone so i love it yeah yeah i mean there's some about their second round picks i mean they zay jones is another one the wide receiver yes. here. you'll probably remember they what didn't want to give up on that <laughs> I, I think he's on the raiders <laughs> oh yeah he's, on the raiders <laughs> he's gone i think he is uh but yeah we're gonna those second round picks you know, and i think both of them uh Second round picks, more specifically, that they traded up for. I think th- those two, and then they also traded up for Deion Dawkins. So they're at about thirty-three percent click uh, in terms of uh, Zane Jones is going to be a free agent, but he was with the Raiders. So we'll see. I guess looked that up as I was talking there. But um, Deion Dawkins is. Uh, I think those are the three tra- second round trades that they've done, Ryan, and the, they they got one. They got one of them that worked out. It's hard, so. man. The draft's tough. The draft's yeah. tough. It's hard to peg that thing. It really is, and. Yeah, I, I could definitely see the Bills going O-line. They could probably use a wide receiver. We're going to have to see what shakes out with John Brown. We were talking about that before the, we started recording. Uh, but I think most of the question marks are on defense, and I think the biggest one is Matt Milano. And you mentioned him in the first segment, and that was a great point you made. He probably is like front and center, the top guy available uh, you know, across the league for, for teams that want a linebacker. Milano is probably the top of the list. Uh, he's just you got to think he's the top priority for the bills this offseason they got they got to figure out a way to get milano back and 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 nick they could probably use another linebacker who can cover that'd be another that would help as well uh but milano i just feel like man if he walks they're gonna have a you know a pretty big void there that they're gonna have to address in short order so milano huge need yeah yeah no uh, linebacker is certainly gonna be up there i have a feeling that it's gonna come to the draft i i can see them going to your point the trenches or because um, they've shown in the past they don't want to address running back early. You know, they took back-to-back third-rounders um, and Zach Moss and De- Devin Singletary past two drafts. De- can't see them going with a running back early. Never say never. But, um, yeah, I-, I think it's going to be linebacker or someone in the trenches early here. Again, we are also talking on March 2nd. So I don't know what's going to happen in a couple sure, weeks. Purely so. speculation. But, the, you know, the yeah. Bills, there's not there's no headlines right now because they're so they're too good. So we have to speculate. That's, this is where we're Self- at. Selfish of them, honestly. Yes, but, you yes. know, <laughs> there's no quarterback controversy. There's no nothing. What, what are we supposed? There's no drama. I know. know. It's 
Tough, tough day to be a Bills fan. You know? <laughs> this, is where, this is where we're at. The Bills are one of the best teams in football. We, we're dealing with that here on the on the podcast in real time. So I'm excited. It's good to be back. It's good to be back talking football with you, Nick. And uh, I think as the weeks go on, there we'll, we'll find some drama. And, and as guys start getting cut and decisions get made and, and guys start getting signed and, and we start to get closer to the draft, uh, there, there, there's going to be plenty of storylines with this with this Bills team, and I'll leave you with the final word. Like, what's one more thought that we haven't really covered yet? Um, we, I did very briefly mention the John Brown piece. Maybe they could use uh, another receiver. I know you mentioned Humphreys in your article from Tennessee. There's all kinds of wide receivers, you know, that are pending free agents here. Uh, some big names and some guys in between, like wide receivers are all over the place so that that seems like a, a free agent pc so you could probably go there in free agency if you can figure it out but what do you think what's what's one more thing on your mind before we uh, close up here yeah no and on that point ryan it's um a lot of people are in bill's mafia are probably screaming the name gabe davis gabe davis right now and gabe yeah, davis yeah. did have a good rookie season but gabe davis is not you know john brown you need stefan diggs made a ton of his catches at about the 10 yard stick he's he's he can catch the ball. He can get downfield. He can stretch the field. But you have John Brown who had that kind of elite speed. He was that quick burner, stretch the field kind of guy. If John Brown walks or they don't reconstruct his contract, he is uh, he's going to be – they need to replace him. They, I mean they, they, they survived last season with him playing pretty much injured every game, but he's, he still presents that problem for, for opposing teams. And if anything, if, if you think the Bills can get by without him, imagine how much better they would be if they had a fully healthy burner on the field on offense. Sure. You know, they didn't yeah. have that. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, we, you kind of alluded to, to it uh, as well. I think in the next coming weeks, uh, Ryan, we, when we keep talking here, at some point we're going to hear either the name Mario Addison, Quentin Jefferson, and Vernon Butler. These are all defensive linemen for the Bills where regardless if they got – a lot of a lot of folks were, were going to say, okay, the Bills signed J.J. Watt, hypothetically, and then they cut Mario Addison, and that was kind of like a 1A, 1B. You know, they cut room. They cut him to make room for J.J. Watt. Those cuts are still going to happen for the Bills because they – with how COVID is going, I I swear to you, I write this sentence like six times a day. Cause, you know, every single story you write, you have to re-explain it. You know, you can't exactly. just assume yep. everyone knows everything. Yep, that's a good so, chance. I, yeah, it's, you know, that's why they pay me the big bucks. 100%. But, um, yeah, no, the, the salary cap is reportedly going to fall somewhere between 180 million, 185 million. The bills are, it doesn't even matter where the bills are. I just kind of say to people now, they are literally right in the middle of that. So they can either be a little bit over it or a little bit under it. Regardless, they need to find more space for draft picks, for free agents, for, so they're going to move on from guys no matter what. And some of those guys are definitely going to be along the defensive line. And, and those three names I mentioned, I think that we're probably going to have a conversation about more Addison, Jefferson, or Butler. For me, I'd probably go Butler first and then, you know, uh, probably Addison from there, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, some changes are coming. It's like, it, like you said, Ryan, it's uh final thought is going to be that you're right. There are going to be things to talk about. It's just not, <laughs> not going to be the quarterback for once in Buffalo. Well, so. As long as I'm right. Cause that doesn't happen all the time. So uh, all, <laughs> all I know, Nick, is it's good to be back talking football. It was a, it was a short off season, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing for us in this profession. Isn't it always right? in the it's off season? I don't know. I tell people all the time. They they go, "Oh, you're a football writer. What do you what do you do in the, what do you do in the spring? Like what 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 the hell do you mean? What do I do in the spring? Fo- football don't stop. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it really doesn't slow down till like 
mid-June and July. That, that's when it starts to slow down, especially nowadays. And it slows down for like two weeks. Exactly. And, then, exactly. and then training camp starts. Right, yeah. So there'll, there'll be plenty. I mean, we so, gotta, we might have to dig into our vault of hot takes to, to drum up some stuff on these bills because, like I said, there's not a ton of drama, not a ton of controversy, but that'll change. We'll find plenty to complain about, plenty to get into, and that's where we'll leave you this week. So for Nick Wohn, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with more Bills Wire podcast. We'll talk to you then. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle podcast inside the weekly line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren and the Bet Slippin' podcast. We'll see you again next week.